This is Mayday. Stories on culture, society, technology, and unpredictable realities. You're listening to an original short from the Mayday series, Fiction for the Future. Welcome. Welcome. The ex-shipping conglomerate, Prometheus Delivery, is trying to ride the experienced focus bandwagon. What's the experience they're selling? Ordering things online. What do you think? Natalie bit her lip, twirled her hair, and generally tried to impress on Tom how undecided she was. She did all this with a smile, though. I don't know. There are a lot of options. I know, right? It's crazy to think that people used to shop like this. Before them, the website's homepage lay open, waiting. They spent another twenty minutes like this, deciding between the pair of chairs and the sofa, and then another twenty on whether they wanted all three to come in navy or royal blue. Perceiving that they weren't quite getting the point of the exhibit, Miss Brenda Hall bustled over, beaming. When she reached them, she bent over, coughed slightly, and somehow beamed even further. "'You know,' she whispered, you could get all three in navy and another set in royal blue. Tom gaped, and Natalie's consistent indecision seemed to turn to shock. But, gasps Natalie, but we don't even need the three. Exactly, agreed Miss Hall, and left the couple to their reveries. She turned and looked at me. And what have you decided to purchase? she asked. I said a few meaningless words and hesitatingly returned to my shopping experience, which, after all, was the reason why I, Tom, and Natalie, and everyone else in the room were here. We had come to experience the Museum of Shopping, Prometheus Delivery's latest venture, which was just opened in Arcadia, Nebraska. In fact, The museum is housed in the shipping conglomerate's very last warehouse and drone station, perfectly mirroring the stated purpose of the museum, which is to educate the public on how society used to engage in shopping by employing lecturers, video presentations, and, a consistent favourite, interactive exhibitions. But we all know how to shop, don't we? Not according to Dr Jean-Paul Montague, the director of the Museum of Shopping. He maintains that there is an important difference between our contemporary buying habits and the frenzy of activity that surrounded shopping. Buying, he explains, is a neutral economic transaction, okay? You need food to eat, you buy it. You need clothes to wear, you buy it. You need tools so that you can function in society, you buy them. On the other hand, with shopping, You had a dangerous addiction to the process of consumption. It is a hard phenomenon to explain, but imagine that you had a pair of dress shoes, okay? And now, 
Imagine that you see another pair of dress shoes. They serve the exact same function as yours, exactly the same. But you want them. No, you need them because you want them. So you buy them and then hardly ever wear them because you all of a sudden want to buy something else. He looks at my blank expression with a smile. I did say that it was difficult to explain, no? So, what led us as a society from shopping to buying? Well, he pauses academically to stare into space for a second, and then continues. There are two main theories for the decline of shopping that we present here at the Museum of Shopping. First, there is the one pointing to trends towards minimalism and the preference for experience over product that started around the turn of the millennium. After all, no one could afford places to keep the things, so why waste time with the things in the first place, no? Second is the introduction of the universal basic income and how it disincentivized consumption. The effects of such feelings spread much further than just the pairs of disgust shoes that the Museum of Shopping presents. They formed the epicenter of the economic productivity that gave rise to hordes of perfectly pointless plastic bits and bobs that in turn fed into our need to collect, to own, and to ultimately continue shopping. According to historians, this drive led humanity to the brink of a series of ecological crises. As humanity's capacity as consumers grew, it started to increasingly consume itself. But what is to shop? Is the need to shop ingrained in being human? Perhaps it comes from a primordial memory of hunting. Perhaps we are just inherently greedy. At the Museum of Shopping, though, Visitors can experience the thrill of shopping in a safe environment. So, I went to experience this. The museum's featured exhibit, an installation piece called The Weight, occupies one of the warehouse's main storerooms. The setup consists of a series of terminals placed next to replica turn-of-the-millennium chairs and tables. As Miss Hall shepherded us in, a few gasps and squeals escaped from the audience. Y'all know what this is? she asked, though I sensed that this really isn't a question. Most of the crowd nodded. Alrighty then, she smiled. Everyone grab a terminal and have fun. And everyone did. Or at least tried to. Tom, Natalie and I were not the only ones who seemed to have difficulty in purchasing something. Miss Hall sped hither and thither in short bursts between each terminal, where someone was bound to be struggling with whether they really needed an umbrella stand. However, eventually, everyone had ordered something. I opted for an additional set of paisley ties for no other reason than that I needed to order something. We all sat at our terminals expectantly. The room's tension telegraphed a single message on repeat. When will it arrive? When will it arrive? When will it arrive? To the left of me, Tom and Natalie squeezed each other's hand. To the right, a group of Japanese tourists chatted amongst themselves with obvious excitement. In front of me, the screen merely stated, Your order is being shipped. Is this the feeling that led people to fuel the shipping empires? 
this excitement for something, anything that could suddenly be yours. A hum wafted in through the windows. The chattering tourists ceased their conversation. A grinding, clanging noise ricocheted off the walls as the hangar door on the opposite side of the massive room rose and revealed a black void. The humming intensified. The swarm came out of the shadows. There were the drones, of course, but our attention gathered to the boxes underneath. The drones approached. For all the pageantry, the event itself was unnoteworthy. They dropped off the boxes and then left, returning the way they came, hovering a few feet above the ground and disappeared into the hangar. We were left in silence. Then each of us turned to our box, or, as in the case of Tom and Natalie, boxes. The unboxing was conducted in a polite, concentrated quietness that was only punctuated by the occasional soft noises of rustling. The ties I bought were nice enough. Paisley, silk, the right length and width. After inspecting each thoroughly, I laid them on the table, straightening them slightly, out of boredom. I glanced over at Tom and Natalie. They sat next to their unpacked furniture, chatting about someone called Charlie, whoever he is. Someone coughed. Miss Hall stood before the group of terminals. And that concludes our exhibition, she announced, beaming as always. If you would like, you may experience shopping at its fullest by purchasing the items shipped to you at the price that was marked at the terminals. Thank you for your participation. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your visit. There was a polite, measured applause. On the way out of the room, I asked the other visitors to the exhibit how they would rate their time at the museum. Tom and Natalie frowned. It was fine, Natalie began, and then stopped. Yeah, agreed Tom. I mean, I wouldn't come back, but for what it was, it was... Fine. Yeah, fine. And that was pretty representative of the responses I received. The wait was fun, Mr Patel explained, but it isn't worth flying all the way to Nebraska to wait for a bit. I just don't get what the big deal is, commented Mary Sorensen. So, people largely found the experience to be... fine. As I exited the room, I peered at the rows of terminals. Ties, sofas and chairs, both royal blue and navy. Toys, knick-knacks, headphones, ornaments. They all sat neatly cast aside. I reached into my pocket to take a picture and brushed against something crinkly. I pulled it out. It was a receipt for the museum. I scanned the room, took a few steps and threw it into a bin.
You just listened to an original short from the Mayday series Fiction for the Future. Find more in Mayday Magazine or on Mayday.co. 